0: No, that was, that was me, not, that was me not too bad, yeah. just in case, <laughs> just in case you thought, oh, bloody hell, special guest.
1: No, que
2: what <laughs> I said, we were to la it's the truth. After all, all good, there's nothing to be interested in things and find them beautiful. The time has come. Catherine Bigelow!
1: This and some of the other nice things that have happened to me in the last couple of days may turn me into some sort of hopeful optimist and ruin my whole life.
2: Spoil? <laughs> Did he spoil me? No.
3: I remember quite clearly it was 1946 and I was four years old. My mother took me to see King Vidor's Duel in the Sun.
2: You've
1: got to say, I'm a human being. God damn it. My life
2: has value. Babel, Alejandro González Iñárritu. I'm a man.
3: Well, nobody's
2: perfect.
1: <laughs> Al film italiano, Deserto Rosso,
2: It's just that all men are sure it never happened to them, and most women at one time or another have done it, so you do the math. Three artists in the presentation of the (laughs) Palme (laughs) d'Or, Adele, Leia, and Uh, Abdel Abdel.
1: A.K.G. We won!
3: Oh, it is not over. We must continue.
0: Oh. Oh, I did not know that. The podcast is now at episode ninety-five. The legacy of the saga phenomenon, whichever you want to call it, the Star Wars films. Uh, obviously, Rise of Skywalker is is fast approaching. Um, we're going to go back to seventy-seven, and we're going to just briefly skim across some of our favourite moments of those of those films. Uh, i was joined by Jonathan, who has, as you may know, started writing reviews of. Each of the uh, first eight. So hello, Jonathan. And thank you hello, for suggesting guys. this Star Wars podcast. We're um, also joined by, I don't know if you remember them, Jeremy and Katie. Hello. Hello. Hi.
2: Nice to be
0: here. Yes. Yeah, it's nice to have you both back. Um, <laughs> so we're, we're going to be talking about, as, as we said before the show, um, I watched Empire Strikes Back today, this morning. I don't know how many times I've watched it. Uh and I'm going to say quickly, it gets better every time I watch it. I notice new things. It's the best Star Wars film. And then I watched possibly the worst one, which was um, Attack of the Clones, which... I mean, I've, I'm so tired because I, I laughed so many times. <laughs> I mean, one thing I mentioned in before we talk about that film is... At the beginning, how many times does, does Obi-Wan say... Be mindful of your thoughts. And then he jumps through a fucking window. You know, <laughs> it's like this is just crazy. He's not being mindful of anything. Jonathan, let's let's start with you. I mean, you you what gave you this kind of idea to go and write these reviews for the first six episodes and then obviously the last, the
1: last two? I, I guess, my, this, the inspiration was, uh, really the rise of Skywalker itself. It, yeah. it's the final chapter of this, uh, expansive, uh, 40 year story and I thought, you know, it would be a great idea to kind of, you know, look back and talk about what these films mean to, have meant to me, yeah. uh, why I love the film, why I love the film so much, um, and just kind of really, you know, do a bit of a deep dive on um, each of these each of these movies, what works, what doesn't, uh, and and I feel like I'll, and be as open and as honest about it as I can. So that was the inspiration for it.
0: Mm. Yeah, I liked you've, I liked what you've so far. What you've done is, like you say, it's what it means to you, and I, and I, it's not like a straight review because we've seen that. We know the behind the scenes stuff. But it's still nice to hear what people, you know, when they first saw it. So I really like your first one, The New Hope. I really enjoyed uh, reading that one. What What are your thoughts on A New Hope? I mean, Jeremy, Katie, did you watch that as kids? Have, have you watched it recently?
2: Yeah, we've actually been doing a rewatch of all the Star Wars movies leading up. Currently, we just finished The Force Awakens, but we watched The New Hope, and it's. I mean. I mean, it stays classic. Arguably, as we said, "Empire Strikes Back" is maybe the most artistically and cinematically like perfect one of the original trilogy. But there's a certain beauty and perfect nostalgia about "A New Hope" that is just untouchable in a way.
3: Yeah, yeah and I, I think that it's the 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 reason I I really like it is is it, it you can. Say- and you can see that it is just sort of like this kind of scrappy movie that was put together that like George Lucas had a vision for for this for this film and and it was before it became a phenomenon and it was and it just it it, it hit at the right moment um people responded to it and it, it's for me I think it's probably my favorite Star Wars movie like I know like like there's lots of um, like Empire Strikes Back is like um, technically maybe the more deeper film and and but uh, something about like it's just a very I found it like a very charming feel good movie. Um, you still had the kind of like Mark Hamill, Harrison Ford and Carrie Fisher all like fresh faced ingenues in it and um, and it's really nice seeing them at such early on in their careers and you have um alec guinness who's just a classic uh classic actor playing obi wan kenobi and and for like hammer horror movie fans you have peter cushing in there and and um i i just find the film really charming and
0: i've always found it really charming and upbeat yeah i think because it's the fast as well like, i suppose the empire strikes back i suppose if you're a kid might not be your favorite because I remember when I was a kid watching it and thinking, "Well, why why does it end like that? That doesn't seem right. Nobody's really happy. I don't understand." You know, when you <laughs> discover unhappy endings as a as a child, I suppose. What I will say, is "Empire Strikes Back" is officially the best the best fifth film of any any series. You know, as, yeah. it, as, it, as it turns out, I, I I love the first one. It's it's no It's my favourite film of that year. Um, and obviously, the Empire is my favorite of 18. Tackle Clones is the worst. What do you guys think?
1: Yeah, I, I absolutely agree. It's the, it's, it's the worst. It's easily the worst one. Um, it's just... And here's the thing. Lucas is trying to kind of mix... Uh, uh, this the uh, the Anakin uh, Padme romance. They're trying to make this into a kind of a Shakespearean tragic uh, tale of two star-crossed lovers. And it's like, here's the thing: the, uh, the Empire Strikes Back had had a romantic subplot between uh, uh, Leia and Han, but it was never the focus of the film. Uh, instead, this, I mean, they make Anakin uh, the, the Anakin Padme thing the, the focus of the film. It's and it really shouldn't be because, frankly, it you know, it's not interesting.
0: No. And it becomes a bit of a joke, you know, with the floating the food across the table and, and there's a bit where the, the kiss for the first time and the music is like on cut co- then it just cuts off when she pulls away and it's almost like you had a record scratch there. Mm-hmm. It was so weird. It was so yeah. and it yeah, it was messy. It was given too much screen time, those two.
1: Also it also they you know, uh, Natalie Portman and Andy Christensen don't have any chem. don't have much chemistry at all because it should it should be very obvious it should simmer at least you really want to be with each other but you know their their jobs what they want to do you know force them to kind of be reasonable about the situation they're in and uh, they put aside their feelings and again it just it just there's, there's not much there is not a spark and also Hayden Christensen uh, I, I know this is, the, uh, hmm. good lord he was
0: off on this yeah, movie, yeah, I
1: mean, partly, partly because of the script, because it's all because the script was, 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 you know, borderline atrocious.
0: I like the Darth Vader theme that comes towards the end of it. And I like that it was a bit, of a, it was a bit um, you know, five personalities. But the actor was terrible. Yeah, the actor was, was was terrible. And you've got to think when you think of those films, you, someone like me, I can't speak for you, think, but when you grow up with these films, and Lucas is going to fit this mould into what becomes Darth Vader, that's really important to me. And it, it just didn't seem to do it. It just didn't. I understand that the music was good, uh, and that he and he slaughtered the sand people. You know, and he was getting there, but it was just too. Like, obvious it was every plot point um jeremy katie what are your thoughts on the the prequel films
2: um well just seeing there the attack of the clones in a way it's, um i like to look at a scene like attack of the clones and phantom They're arguably i mean most i mean it's accepted that they're the weaker films in the saga but i almost feel like the problems with Attack of the Clones is almost a sort of thing, at least with the people's problems with Padme and Anakin, is almost problems inherited from the father. Because I think things that went wrong in Phantom Menace make things go worse in Attack of the Clones. Because, I mean, the Phantom Menace was like a kid's film in a way. We need Anakin, he's a little boy. And then by the time Attack of the Clones... Comes It's ten years have passed, and now George Lucas wants us to believe in this romance. And if we look back to the original series, yeah, I mean, Han and Leia don't romantically interact in A New Hope. But you're you're at least supposed to see sort of like a, a chemistry there that by the time Empire comes around and you watch it, you can kind of be like... Oh yeah they did kind of have that banter this makes sense that it would progress into this so yeah. I think a big issue I've always had is this is the fact that we meet Anakin when he was such a little boy and we're supposed to believe by attack of the clones like this is our great space romance <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's a little bit creepy the way he keeps saying he dreams about her, and he, it's a little bit. I suppose in today's day and age, it's just a little bit oh, because he's aged and she really hasn't aged. Yeah, you know, it's, it's a little strange.
3: I think that, like everyone mostly is the one the one saving grace in the prequel trilogy has been Ewan McGregor as Obi Wan Kenobi. Like, yes, there there always seems to be a
2: definitely the
3: the the consensus that he was the strongest part in the whole trilogy, and people love him as Obi-Wan Kenobi. I think he enjoys playing the part. Um, And I I would say, like, my favorite part of Attack of the Clones is sort of the side um, uh, adventure that Obi-Wan Kenobi goes to, because I actually found that a little interesting, that it's, even though, you know, it's very clunky dialogue, it clunky direction, but I think what I found interesting is this whole subculture of the Jedi's, that maybe was not fully explored as well in the prequels as maybe it should have. But, um, you know, and maybe that's why Obi-Wan has always been a favorite character of mine, too. But um, just one last thing I'll add about the prequels, I think, is the... um, I think Lucas had said before that, like, he was experimenting with, like, digital technology, and you can really see... Some of that experimentation in in those prequels, and and I, I I somewhat I guess give it a bit of a pass because it is like he was experimenting with new technology, and even though it was very clunky at the time, I I I uh, I, I always find that part about the prequels kind of interesting. But yeah, yeah but it is it is. For the most part, all three movies are a bit of a mess and mixed bag at best. One half portion. Last week, there were a half portion each. What about
1: the droid? (laughs) What about him? I'll pay for him. Sixty portions.
3: Actually, the droids are not
0: for sale. Come on. So what do we think of Force Awakens? I mean, Katie, Jeremy, uh, big fans? Yeah, I
3: I, I like Force Awakens. Actually, the more I watch it, the more I do appreciate it. I think the first time I saw it, I kind of had the same... Um, criticism where it was, it, it seemed very familiar and it was hitting the same beats. Mm-hmm. And, but I think the more I, I, I have seen, I think I've seen it maybe about three times now. And, and, um, I, I, I value the performances, I think, above all else. And just the emotional beats, you know, I think J.J. J. Abrams, uh, is really has that sort of maybe Spielbergian. Approach to some of his uh, films, and he, he he knows how to touch those emotional beats. You know, you have Adam Driver as well, who I think, is re- is really good as Kylo Ren, and and um, um, Oscar Isaac uh, is really a, a kind of like the hun- kind of like the new Han Solo type. And mm. yeah, I, I just find it it's it is a very Uh, entertaining blockbuster. I think as a Star Wars fan, you get what you want from it. So, um, yeah.
2: I remember watching The Force Awakens for the first time, and to me, it felt like it had enough familiarity to something like A New Hope without, to me, feeling like it was copying too much. Like, it seemed like the right type of tone to take for a new film introducing us back into Star Wars after such a long hiatus. And I feel like, again, like a green, I feel like the acting performances really are the strength of the movie. I mean, Daisy Ridley's perfect as our heroine. Having a female protagonist for the first time, that was like a Jedi Force user. I know, like, Leia technically has Force abilities too, but compared to Luke, she wasn't as focused on as in the original so that was a very nice change um I know a lot of people argue that the trio dynamic wasn't really there at first which I know they're trying to address in The Rise of Skywalker but I feel like in their individual portrayals like along with Daisy Ridley John Boyega and Oscar Isaac do really well I mean I agree. He has a bit of a Han Solo-esque personality, and John Boyega's Finn is a is a nice contrast to Ray in a way where he also is new to this world in a way, but he's not as comfortable just taking full grasp of it as Ray is. And then, of course, I think Adam Driver is just perfect in the role of Kylo Ren, and Ben Solo. I, think he brings a lot of pathos to the role, and yeah, I mean, it just grows on me with each watching, so yeah, I think it's great.
3: Yeah, I mean, he, should, he should have been an Anakin Skywalker in the prequel. He would have been a good, I think he probably yeah. would have been a really good Anakin Skywalker.
0: Yeah. Actually,
2: that, yeah, Yeah, just yeah and I think a lot of that is definitely seen in the interrogation scene in The Force Awakens, which I mean, at face value, some people may see it as, like, this very, like, villain and the hero, villains trying to get information, but Adam Driver, along with Daisy Ridley, seem to elevate it in a way where there seems to be a certain thrum of emotion running underneath the scene, where it almost becomes less about getting this information and almost about this intriguing power dynamic between the two as he looks into her mind at her fears and childhood regrets and but she grabs that power back and reflects it back at him and there's a lot of pain and grief that we see reflected in both of them that I think it's probably my favorite scene in the movie maybe. Mm.
0: Let's talk about The the Last Jedi, because this, it's a solid film, I really like it, uh, but this one does, did get a lot of criticism, but, but more than Rogue One, I think, which probably, where that sat, which was kind of like a, a cousin, you know, to the films, could have easily got slated, you know, none of the characters were in it, it was a new batch of characters, one off, you can understand why that might have got a bit more stick than it did, I really like Rogue One as well, by the way, but The Last Jedi was, was really good. It's really, yeah. really good sentences in it. Again, familiar, familiar with the Star Wars template. But it's like even, even now, people now are, are calling it out.
1: My belief is that the uh, you know the fanboy, the talks the, the you know, mad as hell fanboys are don't like the fact that uh, that a woman isn't is leading the charge in this movie as as the character and. Kathleen Kennedy is basically leading Lucasfilm, and that the film is a lot more diverse. You see uh, John Boyega, you see Oscar Isaac, uh, Kelly Marie Tran, you see all of these actors. Terrific actors, but also, you know, persons of color who are kind of like the face of this franchise, and it's just, no, does not compute, does not compute. That's like the, for me, that's the simplistic kind of, when I see stuff like the, like, the fandom menace kind of bitch and moan about the about these movies. Uh, I guess the longer, there's a longer version, but I'll save that for, uh, yeah, uh, for my uh, piece.
0: But some of the characters, I think some of the characters in, the secondary characters in Last Jedi have come under quite a bit of scrutiny as well because The Force Awakens, the secondary characters were, were Han Solo or Princess Leia. The characters we already loved, so...
2: Well, I think it's a, a little bit unfair, because in a way, there. if you look at Last Jedi and partnering with The Force Awakens, there almost seems to be one of those damned if you do, damned if you don't dynamics, because critics of The Force Awakens say, well, this feels too familiar, this feels like a retread of A New Hope, it's too much sameness, and then in The Last Jedi, it almost seemed like the opposite, where a lot of people, most particularly it seems more in the fan base, seem to be like, this is too much change, I want more familiarity, like, Luke wouldn't act this way, like, and people didn't seem to, like, I know there's a lot of very unfair hate directed as at Kelly Marie Tran for Rose, which I know a lot of people with like the Finn side story with Rose, like that seems to be a very big target of hate. Which I can see that it's a little bit of a weaker storyline in the Last Jedi, but um, I think Kelly Marie Tran unfairly had to carry a brunt of that aggression, which I don't think was justified.
0: Yeah
3: definitely. Yeah. And um I would I would just jump in um as well like I think maybe some people's problems with it and and I don't know if it's I don't think it's really justified at all is because um like you hear like some people who were big fans of the Force Awakens and it seemed like JJ Abrams who was his sort of mystery box thing that he does where he sets up all these mysteries like who Ray's parents are um why why the lightsaber was so important to give to Luke and then you have Ryan Johnson come and he uh, he's a different filmmaker than JJ J. Abrams and he he didn't he seemed to throw away all the ideas that JJ Abrams seemed to be wanting to come up with like he he did he he made he implied that Ray's parents were 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 kind of nobodies, and that Luke threw away the lightsaber as soon as he got it in his hand. And so I, I hear a lot of fanboys arguing that Ryan Johnson was sort of disrespecting um, the Star Wars legacy by by doing that. But I think what what I find interesting between the Force Awakens and the Last Jedi is you do have this dynamic of two different types of filmmakers doing their version of what they think a Star Wars movie should be and I think that's really interesting like depending on whether you like The Force Awakens better or you like The Last Jedi better I think it's it's kind of like a neat little um, little dialogue between it's almost like an argument between the two filmmakers like this is, this is what a Star Wars movie should be and this is what And this is another take, so... And then, obviously, with The Rise of Skywalker, we have J.J. Abrams back, so I think maybe a lot of fans are now relieved that maybe J.J. Abrams is going to give them what they want.
1: You think you can turn him, (laughs) pathetic child? I cannot be betrayed. I cannot be beaten. I see his mind. I see his every intent. Yes, I see him turning the lightsaber to strike true, and now, foolish child, he ignites it and kills his true enemy!
0: Are we gonna talk about solo? I'll you that.
1: I was not a fan of solo. Let's, it, I know there's a lot of um, uh, turmoil with that. With that, uh, with, with, in production with uh, uh, the directors from the Lego movie getting bounced out. I think like two thirds of the way in, and then Ron Howard had to come in and finished the last leg of it and got the entire directing credit for it. it never feels like it's his movie not one minute it feels like okay it's Philip Ward Phil Ward and Christopher and Chris Miller it's their film and it's just not and you can see kind of their sensibilities as, as filmmakers
0: no I wasn't a big fan.
1: and there's one I feel like there's one misstep from Disney it was solo.
3: Yeah, it's just kind of a a bit forgettable. I mean, I I wouldn't say it was a bad movie. I just think yeah. that it's sort of like one of those middle-of-the-road movies that I, I enjoyed myself watching it, but I don't really remember it, to be honest, I guess.
0: <laughs> let's talk about then, let's, let's a bit more positivity. Um, like the, obviously, I asked Twitter what are the greatest moments where, from the star wars films uh the most unique ones i would i would mention but i mean obviously we can talk about ours but i will read a, a couple um obviously i know you'll put one but we can discuss that here um sure, sure. the pod race and someone did mention the 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 pod races as well uh thief cjt kyle ho 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 don't know if you know him uh the pod races in the jewel of the fates from episode one the opera scene From Revenge of the Sith.
1: Oh, yeah, that was a good
0: (laughs) one. And the whole Mos Eisley sequence from the original Star Wars. Cloud City duel from Empire. So so this guy had a lot. (laughs) And the Throne Room duel from uh, The Last Jedi. I know Katie mentioned that was one of her favourite scenes.
2: I just think the Throne Room scene is very just perfection on screen. I mean... First of all, we have the kind of throwaway of, like, Snoke. I mean, obviously, coming from The Force Awakens, it's like, oh, like, Snoke is omnipresent being. He's important and stuff. And then in this scene, he's just gone like that. And then just the way it's shot, the color, this just very saturated red, the red of the Praetorian guards, and then just Kylo Ren and Rey coming together back to back. And it's not a lightsaber duel, but it's two. Which I know a lot of people have been thinking about how there's no duel in the last Jedi, other than maybe Luke and Kylo Ren, which is arguable since Luke was projected. But anyway, the throne room. scene, it's there's a certain um like a musicality to it in a way. Like it's once it starts, it's just it goes round and round, and you just the Victorian guards like being knocked down once after the other and as the viewer you're almost thinking like oh Ray's going to succeed like I mean he killed Snoke they're fighting together he's coming back to the light and then by the time it's all over the red of the room is torn down there's fire everywhere and there you see Ray turn around and then there's just the sense of doom so I really appreciate how there's like a certain high and then like an immediate low to the scene. So.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's a bit of, it's a certainly emotional roller coaster.
2: Yes, exactly.
0: Um, so also, who else did we get on Twitter? Chris Watt. you all know Chris Watt. Um, he actually wrote his down because he said that there characters on Twitter. I will read what is typed. And Chris says that it's easy to cite the opening shot from the original Star Wars, the lumbering Star Destroyer towering overhead, chasing what looks like an electric toothbrush through space, <laughs> as it's iconically cinematic, but his favourite moment is probably Return of the Jedi, uh, when Chewie swings a makes the Tarzan call. Uh, notable for a couple of reasons, firstly suggests that even in a galaxy far, far away, Tarzan is a thing that Chewie has seen. <laughs> and sec- secondly, it erals the moment when an Ewok gets blasted and dies in front of his Ewok mate who starts crying. And since I hated the stupid Ewoks, uh, <laughs> just like one of the Chewie's lost nuts, I love the idea of Wookiee watching Tarzan. <laughs> that's not very funny? I'm sure that's very serious underneath. I'm sure he's very emotional about that. But um, So just again from Twitter, Terry Vogel said that one of our favorites was... Um, I'm glad to mention this, actually. Um, Jin and Cassian on the bench at the end of Rogue, which was a brilliant. You know, I'm glad someone mentioned that. Um, who else we got here? Mackenzie says the Battle of Hoth. I'll just mention one more. Malan181 says that the conversation between Luke and Yoda in The Last Jedi. It said it brings a tear to his eye every time. I, I really like the...
3: Um, the uh... I really like just the banter between Han and Luke. When they first get into the Death Star, they're like disguised as stormtroopers rescuing Princess Leia and the, like, it's a funny scene, but I just love it when Han is pretending to be uh, a imperial guard and he's talking over the microphone. He's like, everything's okay, situation normal. What happened? Uh, his like weapons malfunction but uh, everything's perfectly all right now. We're fine. We're all fine here now, thank you. How are you? We're sending a squad up. Uh, uh negative, negative. We have a, a reactor leak here uh, now. Give us a few minutes to lock it down. Uh, large leak, very dangerous. Who is this? What's your operating number? Uh, boring conversation anyway.
1: Look, we're gonna have company!
3: I, I just like, I, I love just, I mean, Harrison Ford is Han Solo in, in in the first Star Wars. I think he's just he's like you can tell that he like why he became the big movie star from that movie because like it, it was such a cuddle character and I just love the humor in the original one and and a lot of it comes from Han and and just when the three of them finally get together when they 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 meet Princess Leia and they're all together they're fighting their way out. And they get into the garbage disposal. Mm. I mean, it's classic Saturday matinee serial where the walls are closing in on them, and uh, you know, you know, it's it's just that that you can tell George Lucas had had love for those Saturday matinee serials, and you know, it makes you feel like a kid. And I, I think that's what's great about that. That's what I love about the Star Wars movies is is how it makes you feel like a kid. So. I think moments like that are ones that I cherish a lot.
0: I was going to say the the moment at end of Empire Strikes Back when Luke calls out for help and Princess Leia he- hears him. You know, and there's a, the shot kind of... right at Lando and Chewie are kind of in the background sort of bickering or something, but she, she's just so kind of frozen. She, and just, I, I can't describe the look on Carrie Fisher's face, but that that scene I love because that's you know she, we know then that she can, can you should know that yeah. she can the, it's, it's sister you should know that yeah well, yeah I love
3: that scene that's well, a great scene
0: and she's terrific in that so that's probably my favourite if you had to pick a favourite yeah I think Carrie Fisher in the second one you know she's just terrific in that film so is there anything else you want to add before we wrap up
2: just well, on, I guess are there like any expectations for Rise of Skywalker or
0: yeah, I mean, I suppose I was thinking with with the criticism of The Last Jedi and going back to J.J. Abrams, I, th- I think the kind of pressure on him, I suppose, but there seems to be a huge anticipation. I when, know when the trailer came out, the whole world was, was like, so happy. Um, just thought they can pull it off. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> what what you guys? Are you looking forward to it? I'm sure you are.
2: Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Um, I'm curious to see how J.J. Abrams handles it after, I mean, realizing that there was certain fan outcry with The Last Jedi, but without, I'm hoping they don't sort of pander to those fans in a way, like feeling like they kind of have to like backtrack to this like space of safety. But through the trailers and TV clips, I'm, Hoping that's not the case by the feelings of it. Um, I really loved the trailer. I thought it was very nicely done in a way of building that excitement. Um, I know we're going to see it on the twenty second. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Not long, not
0: long,
2: yeah,
3: I'm, I'm, uh, yeah. I'm, re- I'm really looking forward to it too. I think it's, you know they're building it up like the final sort of Skywalker saga and um i i hope they stick the landing and i hope it's hope it's gonna be good that's all (laughs) i guess